Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm John Vanas. I'm Mike Rossi. And I'm Alex Goose. And I'm Jeremy Duvall. And that's right, we have the other half of the Unplugged Radio Countercharge crossover spectacular to continue uh, looking at the um, Kings of War armies. Hopefully, if you haven't already, make sure you go listen to the first half of the crossover episode over on Unplugged Radio, where they went over uh, 13 of the Kings of War armies, sort of looking at what are a, a couple of sort of highlight or halo units, I like to call them. Uh, what are some hobby options, sort of like why play the army, why not play the army? And we're just going to continue that over here. So uh, I'm happy and excited to have John and Mike on the show tonight. How are you guys doing? Excellent. You know, really can't, good. All, all under the circumstances, doing great. Yeah, happy right. To, happy to be on hanging out with you guys tonight. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much always like, how are you doing? Right. It was like considering I'm doing great. It's all relative. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Like we went over. I had to go get something from Rayleigh's, a grocery store by us, and they had all the. Um, checkout stands had like the big glass partitions yes so it's really interesting to think about like what's how is our society going to be different after all this is over they've got queues at our grocery stores here like you have to they're only letting like 50 people at a time into the store so you've got to wait for somebody to leave before you can get in and but that makes sense you know in the end if this helps you know save lives in the scheme of things i'm all for it so um, but we, we, what we thought about doing, I don't know, uh, we're doing over here in Countercharge is sort of like to try to get out as many cool, unique, fresh new episodes to you guys. So while people are on lockdown and or if you have to go to work like poor Mike, uh, you have something to listen to on your on your lack of commute, right? Because there's no one on the road. No traffic. Right. Like flying 12 minutes. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. So I guess that's one benefit if you are having essential, you're, you're essential, but you're essential on site. At least you don't have a lot of traffic to go through a lot of a lot of people do seem to be bored out of their minds right now though yeah i i gotta so. tell you it is the the office normally holds around 900 people and i think there's 30 of us in there so it is Yikes. it is like being on the you know it's 2001 a space odyssey it's just me another guy in like hal 9000 right you know? now it's, mike it's, it's crazy yeah. i'm curious what i'm noticing i mean uh we're of like the older persuasion right i'm 39 i'm gonna be 40 this year driving sure. around reminds me a little bit about what it was like when I was a kid, meaning there just wasn't as many people out and about. So I'm having all these like sense memories of when I was a kid, like walking outside and there's not many people and the flowers are blooming. I don't know. It's strange. (laughs) You make it sound like we're born in 1794. Yeah. You grew up in the nineties. I always say that I'm always like, well, I'm just old man now where in the scheme of things, I'm really not that old. So anyway, covered wagon to work. With that under our belts, let's actually talk about what we came on the show to talk about. So we're going to be covering uh, a bunch of the uh, – uh, wrapping up the main armies and then also taking a look at a bunch of the armies from the Uncharted Empires. 
So again, we're just going to go through the armies. We're, I'm going to have a timer. We're going to do quick six, seven minutes. Like it's like your elevator pitch, right? Why play the army? Uh, what's cool about it? So let's first start with uh, my one of my favorite armies, the Basileans. Okay, guys, what are the Basileans good at? The grind, I'd say. They get a lot of good like defense five, a lot of really good heal. They got radiance of life on a couple units. Iron you resolve. Know. Yeah, iron resolve Iron across resolve. the board. Yeah. They have some yeah. options for units that aren't terribly expensive. Good variety, good variety too, of different stuff. Some, mm, yeah. That's kind of what speaks to me, is that they are a very durable army, but they have a lot of units that that are good, not amazing, but they don't have a lot of stuff that's bad either, right? They have just a right. lot of quality, solid unit choices. And I think they have a lot of units in their character slots, especially, that can make you pay when you get stuck against those units that want to grind so you have like a lot of you have dragons and urlohai and all that stuff things that and, come in for the counter punch yeah exactly access to some flying units is pretty key like hard-hitting flying units too just not all armies have that so that's that's between the dragon and the aloha and stuff yeah pretty good yeah i would think that some of their highlight units you know you guys have already touched on it for me it's the ogre palace guard right some of the best large in between the game because they do yeah. have that Iron Resolve, you know, and, and like Alex said, you don't want to get stuck against Basileans because of their heal, because of their, I think a lot of what's great too is their flying special characters, like Samacris is really great, Julius is really great, uh, Nias is pretty cool. So I definitely think that's something that they do well, is is they do grind. I think one of the, 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 the other side of that grind coin is that if they do get picked off in one go, you're paying a lot of points for stuff that you're not using. Yeah, other than like something like the Spearman Hordes, they don't have anything that has a lot of nerve, usually, especially like with the popular choices. It's all like in that 15, 17 range, which is good, but can be one-shotted if you get if the opponent gets lucky or if you're unlucky. It depends on what exactly what you're taking there. I mean, some people are just running hordes of infantry for nerve blocks, and like, that's what yeah. I was saying earlier, is they're not super expensive, so you can get away with that in a lot of cases. Um, it depends on how you want to play this as a list. But yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. people do do tend to take the things like the palace guard and a little high and stuff. So, yeah. And you, like you said, you can play it both ways. It kind of, in some ways, I feel like an akin to this, the bass lands to the undead and that there's lots of just solid, good units that you can play. Now, granted, I think most of the bass lane lists still sort of skew a little bit elite style, but it doesn't mean that you can't also make like a really heavy infantry list. So mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of good options. Ogre Palace, like we talked about, Ogre Palace Guard. I think that Paladin on a dragon is probably one of the better dragons in the game. It's just it's so really good. Yep. So yeah. survivable. Yes. Yeah, so. Fearless Dragon is huge. Yeah. Yeah, fearless is so important. The other thing I think that's really uh, cool about this army is it is a – okay, it's a good army, right? It's good aligned. So it's pretty uh, – if you look at the fluff, it is the Bastion of Hope and blah, 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 right? But – if you really dig into the fluff, there's like a certain amount of repression in it as well from the background, right? It's um the thing that I've always loved about the Basileans is that they actually have their gods living amongst them, and that makes for a really weird kind of a society, right? And I think you can reflect that in some of your model choices if you really want to go down that route of telling a story. It's it's a very cool army with with really cool background, and that kind of plays into those special characters that Jeremy was talking about that, that are so cool. And you bring up you bring up a good point in that this is sort of uh, when it, when you talk about human armies, this is uh, Mantic sort of flagship army. So you, right. if you play Basileans, you get sort of the uh, 
the added benefit of playing an army with a robust fluff. It's got miniature, you know, it's going, you know, for sure it's going to have energy put into it by Mantic. Right. So model-wise, Mantic has done models. I know Raging Heroes is a really great line. I use a lot of those for the angels, angel models, shield wolf miniatures. Have you guys seen any other interesting or fun model choices with people for Basilean? Well, I think like a lot of the historical knights are like really, they they go really well with like all the mounted character, the mounted units, the paladin foot guard, and like the spearmen and men at arms, like all like the parries and. You know, they can, yeah. I don't think Fire a lot of those ranges necessarily have the same kind of flair that some of the other ranges do, but they, they definitely could fit. And then some people fit uh, GW ranges in there as well for uh, Palace Guard, for Lohi. Yeah, like, like I have the um, Stormcast I use for my Stormcast, Ogres. Yeah, right. are good are good options too. So it definitely is one of those ar- armies that you do have a lot of um, area to explore putting in models. And like you, Mike, I really love that they're... They're like lawful, you know, what is it, like lawful good? So good they're bad. I think you can do a lot of interesting (laughs) stuff. That's a good way to describe it, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Okay, well, next on the list is going to be the Order of Brother Mark, which is one of the new theme lists. So as far as what they're good at, what do you guys think? Have you had a chance to play against any Order of Brother Mark yet? I have not. I've been playing around with the lists, but I haven't had a chance to play with them. I got to play against uh, Tom took chose to take Order of Brother Mark to Masters instead of Basilean's. And, you know, Tom Annis is a pretty well-known Basilean player. And kind of the things that stick out to me is really uh, two main units. Their Abyssal Hunt Knights are really interesting. You know, they lose Headstrong, but they gain Fury, and they have Thunder One, Crushing One, which John is, like, familiar with, right? Aren't Don't do the Abyssal Horsemen <laughs> yeah. have, right, the similar? Yep. Yeah, they, they're Fury um, Fury One. They have Fury and Thunder One, Crush One, so it's very similar profile. And I think, in, gener- in general, I would rather have that, Matt, ha- have that loadout as opposed to Thunder Two. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All day long, yeah. <laughs> So I really, for me, Brother Mark really comes down to if what you do lose, you do lose the angels, you lose the special characters, you lose some of that sort of angelic flavor, but you still keep Ogre Palace Guard, you still keep Paladin Foot Guard. The dragon. Yeah. Um, you can pick up an exemplar Paladin on foot who can take Rally. So I think if you're, it makes sense to me if you're going to go more... Um, infantry heavy maybe you can still take the ogre palace guard that this would be kind of like a good option in lieu of playing the regular bass lanes because you do pick up a couple of uh benefits absolutely the the thing that that stands out to me is like you said the order of the abyssal hunt actually is when you combine that okay so you have crush instead of the tc right and then you have other uh foot troops that give you that give you rally and you combine that kind of stuff together, and it gives you uh, – okay, we just said Bastilleans grind well, right? But the Brother the brother Mark, they still have uh, access to the Aegis Fragments, so they get to double their Iron Resolve. They also have some units with Duelist. You're giving up the Movement 10, um, the, the, the Gur Panthers, right? And you're giving up the Angels, but in exchange, your line is even more solid. I think that that's a slightly different play style, but it probably plays very different on the table. Sure. You know? And I like that they actually – the Missile Hunt – 
regiments or like units can take the gauntlet, which gives them duelists. So you <laughs> right. get these these you get these <laughs> regiments of knights with duelists, which is kind of hilarious. I don't know if it, yeah. like, it's, it's very situational, but I, uh, I maybe good love... for killing Basusu or something, right? No one's going to charge Magnilled into your regiment of knights now because like they're mm-hmm. getting thirty two attacks with crush one on the on the returns with yeah. fury. So it's like I think it's it's kind of hilarious, but it's like that get, goes into the, like you know chivalrous knightly kind of like challenge vibe, which I kind of like. Yeah, that's a- no after you, no after you, no after you. <laughs> In many ways, the order of the brother mark feels to me almost like a, akin to a historical list. In some ways, absolutely. Yeah, you lose those fantastic elements. Yeah. Wait, it's like a it's like a medieval army, and then you get a dragon. And you get a couple ogre dudes, but it's mainly knights and their men at arms, which is kind of like it's like that classical, like the old historical list with the mythical units kind of added in. Yeah, so I really like that sort of sprinkling of the fantasy into the sort of real, you know. So I think fluff wise, the army has a lot of interesting options. Um, I think the exemplar hunter, who's the 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 uh, abyssal hunt character, basically, I think he is totally great. You can mount him and give him gauntlet for pretty reasonable, you know, reasonable points. And then you have a guy running around uh, with duelist plus vicious against monsters and titans, you know. Um, he has duelist against monsters too, so he can like he doubles atta- his attacks against individuals, monsters, titans, all that. And he's, so, and he's uh, crushed too, base. Yeah, so that's pretty good. You're getting like four or six wounds on anything you want wherever yeah. he can reach. And he's Iron Resolve, he's Mighty. I mean, that's probably one of the highlight of the army is you take three of those and they can really open up a lot of stuff for you, gameplay Oh, now we're taking three of them, huh? Yeah, Yeah. he's pretty good. (laughs) I mean, I I really think it, you know... One wasn't good enough for Jeremy, you had to take three. At least two. But for me, I guess it just comes down to if you want to play Basilians strictly from a competitive standpoint, if you're not going to take any of the Angels the brother mark and you and you want like an infantry heavy or or knight infantry kind of classic medieval style army i think the brother mark is a good choice for that i think with anything as far as what they struggle with i think you run into the same problem with uh 15 17 units is that you just want to make sure you you chaff them correctly or you're protecting them um you do have you don't you you don't have the Gur Panthers anymore, but you do have the Valain Skirmishers. So you still do have some nimble speed nine chaff you can throw out in front of your knights. But it's again, it's one of those things. Usually everything when you're playing Basilians or sort of the flavor of Basilians, everything's going great and working well until all of a sudden it, it doesn't. And then it just goes downhill very quickly. You just described half my games. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what I'm playing. Things of war goes well until it doesn't. It's just not a great army. If you like to play those armies where you have tons of redundancy and no one unit yeah, is that important, sure. Basilean mm-hmm. or any of its flavors probably is not the style of army for you, I don't think. That's a good point. Totally agree with that. And then uh, model-wise, you know, we've talked a little bit about it. You know, um, Largely the same. Largely right? the same. I think probably yeah. the, the Fireforge models maybe work a little bit better in this version. A more, you, you know, I think the Fireforge Fantasy Knight kit is pretty pretty good. If you're wanting just more sort of classic fantasy knights, um, they are a little bit on the small on small side. And I mean, the Mantic Basilean knights are okay, but I know John can attest trying to put together those rustic horses. Oh, you know. don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> don't do it. 
Yes. It's pain. It's pain and agony. <laughs> yeah, I remember you guys, because you did that for your, you, when you put together all those Abyssal Horsemen, right? Man, it's just. Yeah, I did like three regiments of them. They actually, I, I actually think they're decent models. Like, they look pretty good once you get them together. Assembly is just the, uh, the difficulty there. Well, next on the list, we have the, the second theme, and we're, we're clocking in right at six minutes, so good job. I don't have that nifty, like, jingle ringtone you guys had on the previous episode, but I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to just make my own, like, you know, I, I do my own song, but uh, it's probably you guys. Save your eardrums. All I wanted to do is hear that song now. You're killing me. All right, I'm, I'm let's sorry. move on. Let's move on. We'll, 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 we'll do it. We're doing it live. We'll put it in post. We'll put some... Yeah, we'll do, we'll do some magic. Uh. So next on the list is uh, we have Order of the Green Lady. So this is the other theme list for Basileans. Now I think from a fluff and like a theme and a feel standpoint, uh, standpoint, this is a little bit more interesting than the Order of the Brother Mark. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I just love the sort of the idea of knights and trees. Yeah, I think it's definitely a bit more of like a unique take for sure. I mean, the the uh, something to note here is that the uh, the alignment is neutral. So before, with the 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 parent army list was Basileans, and this time, oh, it's, uh, right? This time, it's it's. I didn't um, notice that. Yeah, yeah it's forces of nature. Yeah. yeah. Right. So now your now your uh, your other uh, units are like Earth Elementals, Greater Earth Elementals, Beasts of Nature's, Unicorns, Pegasi, and Naiads. Right. I mean. Right. Okay. Right. So it's, it makes for a very different type of uh, play experience on the table. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly about the combination of units in this army. If it's tell that to Kevin Spear. <laughs> yeah, I, right? I don't know. Just like the the kind of things that are are working together here, I'm not sure how effective it is as a combo. Um, but again, I I don't play this army, so it's <laughs> if you're looking for certain thematic things, like if you want to run like double. Pathfinder Night Hordes. This you can do it in this army because you can take one with the banner and one with Caterpillar. So I mean, if you do want to have, uh, you know, kind of bring back that old formation where the knights had uh, Pathfinder, you could do it in this army. I mean, you you have sort of the the Peg Knights, right? The Pegasus Knights. Yes, that or, that I think is is awesome when you combine that speed. Uh, and that hitting power with uh, a line of earth elementals in the back, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, a nice solid line that surges. So even if you jump over the first line, you're going to get punched in the face. It's really – I like the mix of units in here between the projection of threat and the and the combination of the strong back line. It's, it's pretty hot. There's a lot of, like, mid-level flyers in this list. Like, you have Beasts of Nature. You have um, Redeemers on Pegasi. You have uh, – the, the uni- flying Pegasus, they have the flying unicorns. So you have a lot of that five to seven attack mon- flying monster in the list. So you can kind of do like this weird, you know, flying circus. I know uh, Bart Kohler had like a bunch, I think he had three redeemers and stuff in his list at best of the rest. And I think you can do some really cool things with like angles and like catching people out with all the different flyers. And, you know, flying scoring guys. Always, always good. Always yeah. good. And this, like no you said, where you, you bring it. up a yep. good point. You can really, you can bring a lot of like flying mon- hero monsters or flying monsters, like more inexpensive ones you could put together in this list. Yeah. yeah. And Beast, Beast of Nature have always been a great choice 
um, and they have access to that. So yeah, very mm-hmm. solid unit. Order of the Redemption is always good. Twenty attack knights with regen. Thank you. Yep. Take yeah, two. he spends five knights with regen's no joke. You know, well, very get good. a little expensive, but yeah, they're good. Yeah, again, you just run into that problem, you know, with that fifteen seventeen. You just don't want to you lose that unit in one go. But um, what kind of speaks? Yeah, to Yeah, unit... here you really you. There's not much that's going to give you. Uh, high nerve. I mean, if you if we're, like the units we're talking about here, Earth Elementals and the the, the Knights, and those so those are all relatively low nerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, like Nyads and then the, Nyads the, is what you'd have to. Yeah, play. yeah, like, really. If you want a big knights. infantry block, yeah. right? You can take the retainers are are Nyads from the 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 par- the you know the forces of nature. Yeah. yeah, right. But nothing here is going to get you to a twenty four anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, Order of the Brotherhood. Oh, that's a horde of knights. Sorry. Yeah. So. I guess if you <laughs> if you want to invest in that 350 points, you can do that. That's your that's your army is like a night horde delivery system, which mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things. Like there are no like tr- good chaff units. Like there's like Pegasi and stuff, and like you know maybe like an unupgraded beast of nature, but there aren't like you don't have the villain skirmishers, you don't have the Gur Panthers. There's so there's not great fast chaff in there to deliver your knights. Yeah, you have woodland critters off the main list. Well, I think they're like speed six, right? So, yeah, yeah, they're not that quick. They're not quick. I think enough. the Pegasus is really your option there. Eighty points for Pegasus yeah. is pretty darn good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really think that's what that if it, you're going to pick up your chaff with those with the the flying, you know, those quick monsters. So. But you're right. That is something it does. It doesn't have. There are no Valane skirmishers. Argur Panthers in this list, so you're losing out on both of the fast chaff options. And then model wise, I think that um, this to me is like as a hobbyist is a really fun, flavorful army. You know, you can have knights, you can have elementals, you could have a really cool forest basing, basing theme. So I think hobby wise, you could do something really cool with this army. Yeah. So yeah, they have the water theme, they have forest theme, like knights, like all that stuff. Because like the whole forces of nature combining with all the knights. Yeah, it's definitely. I think out of the out of the uh, between this and the other the other child list, this is the much cooler one, just from a gameplay and a modeling perspective. Probably a little bit less uniform, maybe in terms of like a lot of those human armies with, especially with all the knights and stuff, they tend to have kind of that same look, right? There's a lot of armor, a lot of metal, maybe depending on how you paint it. This you could have a lot of options for variety in there. Yeah, see, I I, I think the brother mark might be slightly better than this, but to me, this is a, a way more interesting army. Just there's a lot more stuff happening, I think. Yeah, buddy. I think there's like some hidden stuff that people just won't really think of right off the bat so if you're playing them you might have a bit of an advantage because you can do some weird stuff that people might not think of with them awesome and then you know model wise we've already covered a bunch of stuff that you could do this and then for like the elemental side you know mantic has good elementals mm-hmm. gw has a bunch of cool all their tree men tree kin all that stuff is all really great so um anything else stick out for you guys model wise for this army that could be cool yeah, I think we already talked about the Fire Forge. They have the, they have the flying like Pegasi, Pegasus knights. They have all the different knights, and they have a few different ranges. And then, and their knights won't cost you your first unborn child, like trying to find the 
Bretonians. Oh, yeah, the Bretonians. <laughs> nah, it's crazy, right? Now, it, it is worth noting that you do lose out on all the trees. Yes. So there are no forest shamblers. There is no tree tree man because, you know, I was like, well, why don't you take a tree man with the radiance of life? Oh, that's, oh, that's why, right? So you lose out on that, but I don't know. Earth elementals and water elementals are really good, and those minis are actually really good in the Mantic range. I'm not a huge um, Mantic guy. Uh, when it comes to minis, but I think that they did some excellent work when it comes to their to their elementals and their forces of nature stuff. I think it's really good looking. Agree. Yeah, thankfully there's lots of companies that make elemental models, and they come in all varieties of quality in terms of the sculpts and stuff. So you got plenty of options there. Even with the 3D printing out there too, like there's a ton of 3D printing files of elementals these days, which is great. Uh, that's right. And I do agree with Mike. I think in general their element, if you take their elementals as like a line. I think is pretty good. The Mantic Elementals, they're interesting. Yeah. I uh, like the water elementals they make. They're, they're yeah, cool. and like the Greater Fire Elemental I really like, and, you know, so they have some good options there. So, okay, next on the list we have the Kingdoms of Men. I've had it, you know, I played against Kingdoms of Men a few times, um, not terribly so. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Kingdoms of Men? Man, this is your generic army. It's just dudes. Um I don't think there's any standouts in this list. That you just get to take a lot of stuff. They're relatively inexpensive, but man, there's not a lot of flavor to it. There's nothing very exciting about it. Yeah, Eichmann and Footguard are like their big things, and then and value like everything's just efficiently priced it's for what you get. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So you get a lot of stuff. So if you're going to play this, you really have to be prepared to like work on the table because none of the units are going to necessarily like do amazing things for you. You just you have to set up the the traps or the combo charges or you know whatever it's going to be that's going to get net you the points and get you in the position you want on the table. Yeah, I think I'd say that their flying monster characters are another. This is another army that has a lot of them that are a good strength. Like you have the general winged beast, the general on Pegasus, the hero on Pegasus, and the wizard on Pegasus. So you have a lot of scoring characters, a lot of like flank opportunities, a lot of. And they're they're very cheap. They're like they're even the, the the most expensive ones, like 190 points or 195 points. So you can take them without like eating up all your your points for the army. Yeah. Yeah. General yeah. Living Beast nine, 190. That is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got 14, 16 nerve, but right. okay. But right. Crush one, Crush two, Thunder one with seven attacks. Yeah, yes, it's pretty good. It's, pretty, it's, it's very yeah. inspiring. And the mix of stuff they have, because they have a wide range of, uh, you want it, they got it, right? Uh, you know, all the basics are covered. And also, they have giants. Well, I'm just saying, if you ever play, play Smashly, that's that's what she's yeah. got, right? <laughs> but then, like, it's surprising, because, like, their foot guard and berserkers both hit on threes with crush one, yes. if you give them. So it's like, you can have a lot of infantry that hit on threes with crushing one, which right, is yeah. that's pretty, and, which is very good. And then, you know, yeah. and then Indomitable Will is about the best special rule in the game for an army, like just being able to like be self-inspiring and wait and shrug off a waiver. That's huge. Alex, I was going to say, I really think that that, that, uh, that special rule is money on the table, right? It turns out, yeah. you know, you think you got me? Nope. Coming to get you. And when you have an army, like John was saying, like where you have to be playing multiple units together, positioning, setting traps, you need that reliability. You can't like have, an unlucky waiver or something just like for it get in the way make one unit get the way so you have the reliability across the board if you want it has anybody used the assassin I, i've never i've never had anyone field it against me and i don't take the ceremony so no i, have, I, know, I haven't on, seen it 
I know in the Kingdoms of Men board, people really like them. And like sometimes mm-hmm. people take like a little kill squad of like two or three of them. Interesting. Yeah, they they seem like there's there's a little there's something there. It's good stuff. Well, they're cheap, right? And they're five right. attacks. And it's eighty, 80 points, points, five attacks. Five attacks. Yeah. yeah, they got Duelist, a throwing weapon and pierce mm-hmm. one. The captain is interesting, right? The captain is an interesting character. That's probably one of the most, I guess, fla- or like non-generic, you know, special sort of thing in the army. Is interesting. Right. The, the master tactician role. Right. But he's, yeah. but he's so yeah. the army is so generic that their captain is called the captain. <laughs> the hero. <laughs> you know is called I mean, like the yeah. hero. Right. You know? That's the thing. It's like, I think Done. the main thing with this list is that you're gonna have a heart. You have to start stay focused when you're building your list and have a plan because there are so many options because it does everything kind of okay you have to think about how you want to play it when you're building your list or you could get into the trap of a little bit of this and a little bit of that and not really have a cohesive force because there are so many options i mean sometimes a little bit of this a little bit of that's okay but it, it, yeah go back to jeremy's point earlier is it means you if you try to do that and you have the unit soup right you don't have the redundancy and you've kind of lost the plan I mean, for this army to win, I think it's like you were mentioning it before. Is you got to take your opponent to Value Town, you know, get mm-hmm. on the bus to Value Town, meaning that right. you you have to set things up so that Kingdoms of Men, when they're well played, forces their opponent to spend more points to kill less points throughout the whole game, and then by the end of the game, all their Pegasus heroes go flies and sits on all the objectives. Yeah, right. it trades very well. Yeah. It trades very well. So I think that's where, if you like that move counter move where you're giving up units and you don't, you, you, your battle plan resolves revolves around letting like letting your opponent kill stuff. But every time they do, they're spending a little bit more resources to take away your resources off the board. I think as a play style, this army fits really well with that. Best of the rest, I played against two kingdoms of menless, and one of them had, I think, five regiments of pikemen, and that is like the pinnacle of what you were just talking about. They are such a pain to kill. (laughs) (laughs) You have to invest so much to to take out a regiment of pikemen because they have, you know, ensnare and phalanx and like they're, they have good nerve and they have the very inspiring nearby. And there's usually two or three of them. So it's like it, you have to really think and not get unlucky and roll double once on turn two to get rid of them. Yeah. I think this army, when you put it together, it's a boatload of bros on the table, right? But you're also playing scenarios. There's no scenarios you can't compete in. Right. Right? I mean, you have dudes everywhere. And I know Mike knows this as a dwarf player. When you're playing dwarves on turn one, you're thinking about where do I need to be on turn six? I think there's a little... You know, there's a little bit of that in Kingdoms of Men, which is who do I, what units do I need to be where to feed to my opponent so that he'll kill them, but by turn six, he's still not to the objective of where he needs to be because I've fed him all of this just nonsense for three right. or four turns, you know? Right. And even the cavalry is cheap. So, in, in terms of controlling board space and then throwing something out, you know, to control your flanks, it's still pretty good. I don't know. I, I see a lot of, uh, I see, you can do a lot with this army. But boy, if from a modeling perspective, uh, you're putting a lot of dudes on the table, which means you're putting a lot of hours in. Or not. I mean, you could get away with a lot of this army being covered in case in armor, and you could literally spray paint a lot of this silver and put a wash on it, and I bet you could paint this army up really, really quickly if you wanted to go with specific units and go that route. But then you could also go the opposite route and, like, do all the heraldry and everything. Yeah, yeah, get. exactly. Right. You take, like, a... I'm, I'm not going to call it a model line, but you could do, you could do foot guard... And mounted sergeants and 
uh, shield wall and some artillery and like it, it could be all silver. You could have it painted up in a weekend. Or yeah. if you go the GW route with the god pieces and the poofy flares and the feathers everywhere and stuff. And I think just as you said, the genericness of the list would have to be like an acquired taste for the list building. But also that genericness, I think, when it comes to hobby, is uh, allows for a, a real rich field to explore. You know, I mean, Scott Holcomb won Player's Choice at Masters with his pirate-themed Kingdoms of Men. I've seen awesome, like, Roman-themed or Samurai-themed. If you want to throw in, you, you have historicals painted from another game. You know, model-wise, this is just wild. Yeah, you can go anywhere with it. Yeah, yeah you can Vikings, that's anything. And also, too, this is a really great army, I think, as we wrap up and move on to the next one. If you have a human army and you're not quite sure what to do, but you want to play Kings of War, this would be a good just play it as Kingdoms of Men, you know? There's going right. to be, if you have human fantasy miniatures, there's probably a unit in this army list that they could represent. Especially if you're coming from historicals. You you, you, have, you definitely have this army playable. Yeah, so for historical players, if you're just getting into Kings of War, Kingdoms of Men might be your good first first partner to uh, in that rodeo, so... Awesome. Okay, so next on the list we have uh, the League of Rordia. Um, now I have not played this yet again in third edition. Um, I haven't had a chance to play against them yet. But what do you guys think of the League of Rordia? I think they're great. I have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for large cavalry, so honor guard and heroes on Aralezes are amazing. <laughs> I think I think it's like I think it's like that takes that Kingdoms of Men vibe of generic humans and then like adds like, like we were talking about earlier with the brother Mark and stuff like that and adds some of that fantasy element. You get the halflings, halflings and you get yep. halflings and crazy beasts, giant dogs that you get to ride around and fly on and I think that's really cool. Yeah, so they've taken it a different direction. You get different flavor out of this. The, you know, you get the volley gun as an option. It's a different type, type of artillery if you want to go that direction. And yeah. The thing that I did notice between last edition and this edition is they did reduce the amount of halfling units. Yes. But, so the, the number of unit types has gone down, and um, I don't think that did good things for the army, to be honest. I, I think it lost some of its flavor, you know, because I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, don't see the, I don't see the halflings in that list as an efficient choice. In a list that already has a bunch of cheap infantry, do you need to go cheaper, right, yeah. and even less effective? You know what I mean? Yeah, they lost some of the because they didn't share quite as few, as many of the Kingdoms of Men units in the previous edition. They have a lot more of the good value picks now. You can take hordes of foot guards and, and like pikemen and stuff, just basically like, like without ha- having to ally them in now. So I think that changes how the list runs for sure. And then just from a fluff perspective, reading the fluff for them, I uh, there's been a shift between last edition and this edition. And so far as uh, last edition, they were the open-minded humans. You know, uh, we're a true republic and everybody has a seat at the table. And then in this edition, there's been a increase in xenophobia uh, amongst the humans, which is forcing some of the halflings out. And that seems to be a theme in a lot of the human lists in this edition of the game. I don't know who the real good guys are anymore. To be honest, looking at the fluff, but that says you know from a gameplay perspective, that's that's neither here nor there. But you know what I mean? Like I don't, so I don't know if it's a reflection of the times or what. True, but I think it opens up. I think the the halfling army option in the future, right? So like at the standalone oh, halfling army, separated out. And I wouldn't be surprised that halflings get their own theme at some point. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. 
especially since Mantic has started to do a little halfling models here and there. They're dipping their toes, you know, in halflings. Yeah, because some of the little the League of Infamy Kickstarter stuff had, like, there's, like, the halfling Iron Beast and stuff like that and the characters. I mean, technically you could do a halfling army now, but it would be terrible. Yeah. I do like the Battle Shrine. I think the Battle Shrine is a really cool unit, you know, uh, rallying plus lightning bolt six for 150 yeah. points. That's pretty, pretty cool. huge. Get honor guard with you know 1820 nerve with indomitable will. That's pretty tasty. Pretty legit. And dogs of war too, ensnare and phalanx plus indomitable will and rally. Man, that unit's not going anywhere. Yeah, right. defense five pikemen. I'll take one of those, please. So really, I think when you take a look at this list, if you want to play an elite kingdoms of men list. Right, because yes. there are way more elite choices in this army list than there are just in the Kingdoms of Med list. Yeah. That this this opens that up for you. Yeah, there's some very elite choices yeah. in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like the, the here the general on the flying beast, the winged Arales, he's got radiance of life. He's kind of like an upgraded general on winged beast. So he's got a few new cool rules. So that's like the radiance of life plays is such a powerful yeah. rule and third edition. I think that's around. awesome. He pays for it, but I think it's really useful. Especially it just yeah, it, it just happens. You don't have to cast it like in the last. Uh, I I ran League of Rorty in the last edition of the game, and yeah, they they came off the rack with heal, but that meant that you could not be fighting and you had to be casting heal. Radiance of Life just happens, yeah. right? I mean, that's that that is so much more useful. Yeah, very very inspiring Radiance of Life. That is like a great support monster. The normal unwinged Arales heroes, I think they're a great value for like another large cavalry nimble character. They hit hard, they score. Yeah, Iron Resolve Nimble's pretty good, you know, and very inspiring, so they kind of take some of that from Kingdoms of Men. But yeah, I think I think what Mike said really is if you like Kingdoms of Men, but maybe you wanna have a little bit more hard hitting units or you wanna throw in some some volley guns or some steam cool stuff for your battle shrine, maybe you have an idea for a cool conversion or whatever, that this would be like a good choice choice for that again with these themed lists you can always as you're building kingdoms of men you can you know you only have to add in a couple things and then you have a league of Vordia list too so yeah and it's actually like an easier way to build up the list too like from the point of view where kingdoms of men is a bit more of a horde army you can have a smaller league of Vordia list and get it ready a little quicker if you paint some of like the honor guard or the bigger stuff sure yeah and i really like the from like an artistic fluff perspective um, when they came out with pictures for the Arleses, like their giant wolves, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome looking. It's a different aesthetic, and it's just it's. Uh, there's so many cool manufacturers for minis for that kind of stuff too, right? Yeah. yeah, just a very unique. I don't think I'd ever seen like a wolf griffin sort of type deal. I think it's very very cool. <laughs> uh, and then models for this, I guess, pretty much like we said, if you're into models, like you're looking at human ranges, Westphalia makes a lot of great halflings. Rob loves Westphalia miniatures. Some old GW Empire stuff would probably work for Honor Guard. You know, they had their, I uh, forget what they were called, the um, Demigriffs, riding the Demigriff yep. Knights for your Honor yep. Guard, you know, would be good choices. Yeah. And there's and, lots of different, like, bear riders and other kind of, like, uh, minis out there for like various lines. I have some that are like Dark Ages themed, and they're great for Honor Guard. Or like TT Combat has a uh, new Halfling range that's pretty good. So there's lots of options out there. Be- before we move on, I mean, so we just covered all the human armies, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah. okay. So in in the big scheme of things, if you were going to start a human army, which one would you choose? 
Well, that's a good question. Let's go around the horn. Uh, what, you, why don't you go first, Mike? Sure. Um, I I actually think based on the background and if uh, if you really want the fantasy feel, if you want that fantasy feel, I think that you you would go with the Bessalans. I think the points that we made in the beginning about the fact that they have a, a strong mantic range, so you know you're getting most of the minis. Um, they also have a wide range of unit types um, represented, and they are pretty reliable on the table. So it makes it so it's an easy army to kind of get into play and kind of learn the ropes, you know? So I think I would, I would go with that one. But it's not my favorite from a fluff perspective, but that's the one I would choose to, to learn the game. How about you guys? Well, if you ask my club mates, uh, League of Rordia is always my next, next army. So okay. <laughs> I, I think I'll have to, they've been on the back back burner for four years now. So I think that would probably have, if I was going to go kingdoms or go humans, I think I'd have to go with League of Rordia. That would make sense. Yeah, get that get that project done sooner or later. Yeah. Um, I, I was gonna I would do Basilians, I think, out of all of those, just because I've always wanted to do a um, angelic themed army, and I don't know, I never have. Uh, but I would of of those, that would be the one that appeals to me most because of uh, units like Alohi. Yeah, I think theme wise, like what you guys said, Basilians really has like you. Know, there's a lot of rich um, material to draw from, it, and you know it's going to be supported from Mantic just because it is their flagship army. And it, again, it reminds me. I said it earlier. It reminds me a little bit about regular undead in that you can build a lot of different Basilean lists, and all of them are going to be good. Maybe they're not great and maybe they're not bad, but there's a lot of units in there that are all just solid units. It's really hard to make a list, a Basilean list that's just awful, you know, because everything in that army is pretty good and you can play it in different ways. So it's definitely like a good project to start and that you can kind of come back to and change. And, you know, I played them for a good year and a half and I still am thinking about new ideas and new, new ways to play them and, and theme and model wise, like you talk about the angelic theme or, you know, the, you could, you could really take it a lot of really interesting ways. But having said that, I want to do League of Rordia now after I'm like looking at these giant winged wolves. That sounds pretty good. And I imagine doing like a Dogs of War, but do it like all halflings. They're like the A team of halflings. You know? <laughs> and I kind of have like my, uh, you know, uh, all my different like uh, uh, A team halfling guys. Like the face, I'll have like the one really pretty halfling will be the face man peck, and then like I'll have all like my BA Baracus will be like the buff halfling. Obviously, with a cup of milk next to him. That's it. I love it. Yeah, it's going in the coffer of ideas. My next next army. I love that. I never heard that. That's hilarious. Because we always, we always do that as hobbyists, right? You have your next army, and then you have you're always in your head thinking about like what's my next project going to be. Oh yeah, they're lined up like yeah. deep, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a deep queue. Ho- hopefully this summer we can uh, get to those next next armies, or at least some of them. Uh. <laughs> but I think part of that is like that to me is one of the reasons why I love the hobby because I know I'm never gonna run out of stuff to do ever. Very so, true. You know, as long as I keep doing the hobby, there's always going to be a new project to do. So, and I, I mean, looking at model ranges and stuff like that, I'm always get so excited when I'm doing that. Like, I'm, oh, I'm going to use this for that, or I'm going to do this for that. And, you know, it's a good thing to keep your mind occupied. Absolutely. That's like one of the best things about Kings of War is like you can always fit an idea in that you have into one of the armies. Yeah. 
And I think that just speaks to the, uh, you know, balance of the game and not having to take certain builds, you know, and having some freedom beside, you know, unless you're playing undead and have to take Morgoth, but that's beside the point. So, (laughs) okay. Resist Uh, the urge. Resist resist the the urge. Well, enjoy it while you can. My guess is will be, he will still be good, but won't be, he won't be as good here once we have a clash of Kings update, but. Next on the list, a really interesting army is uh, Trident Realms. Um, what do you guys think? Do you have any Trident Realms players up there in the Northeast or Canon? I'm trying to think. I can't think of any really. We do. do. Yeah, we there's do. A few, there's a few in our local area. I don't know about you guys, John. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mike's got one guy uh, plays in his area, and uh, one guy from the Syracuse region played. Uh, played some, so yeah, they're around. Uh, I think one I of the guys on the Cape plays a uh, plays Trident Realms too. Greg, Greg, I think is a Trident Realms army. So. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple here. One of the McCready's has uh, Trident Realm and a few other guys. This is one of the armies I really like. I I think it's um, just cool to have an underwater army or a, a fish <laughs> fish kind of themed army. And some of these units are very unique. Um, in the way they play in the game and the way you would model them. So I think this is a great choice for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. Yeah, and they got all those Wrath of King sales that happened like last Oh, week. yeah. Oh. <laughs> we got to mention that, right? Everyone has a miniature market Black Friday Wrath of Kings Hydros army in your closet. Like yeah. almost every guy <laughs> into miniatures has that $30, you know, $600 yeah. retail army that they bought. Yeah, it's like those 50 sales. bucks for 3,000 points or whatever. Yeah. There, there's, but the thing is, like, there are other very cool options out there. There's like, I think uh, Reapers come out with some really cool stuff recently. Like, there's like a giant Kraken and a whole bunch of really cool things in the bones and line. They can they can work really well, and then the mantic stuff is really cool too. So, like theme wise, this army has some things going for it, right? It has a lot of regeneration, and it's got a lot of ensnare. Uh, sometimes those things um, pair together, actually, and it's there's not many other armies where you see like this much of that all across the board. So it's oddly defensive, but mm-hmm. not in a classic high defense. Like it's not Earth Elemental hordes. So it's it's a different style that I think is really cool. And I, I think it gives a lot of other armies fits because it's not what you're used to seeing. And snare across the board really hurts like certain like a lot of armies that hit on fours. Like that it just like neuters oh, like, right off the bat. Yeah, the high crush hit on four stuff, it's a problem. Yeah. And ensnare is one of those things. I talk a lot about it. You can read something on paper, but until you face it in the game, there's right. just no way to know truly like what something is like until you've actually faced it. And that's what ensnare is. Like the first time you go up against ensnare, you're like, "What? I did what? I hit you how many times?" Because you get you get used to knowing how much damage your units do. You're like, "Oh, defense five. I should do about eight damage. Yeah, I got this. Right, charge." And then you charge in here, and you're like, "What? I <laughs> that didn't happen." Yeah. Or like, <laughs> or against naiads, where you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna do like fourteen wounds, luckily through shooting or something," and then they don't break, and then they heal back like. Ten of them. Yeah. Problem. <laughs> so some standout units for me, like speaking of naiads, I really like the naiad heart piercers. Heart piercers, yeah. So good. Well, now that they got steady aim, right, that was a mm-hmm. huge, huge improvement for them. But re- a regen four missile unit that's got piercing and steady aim 
They're yeah. so good. And they hit on fours. So, I mean, it's it's uh, there's not a lot of four-plus shooting that has piercing right. that also has regen. And at 13-15 right. in the regiment, they can take a hit. I think but, these are money. Yeah, these yeah. these are one of my favorite units of this. This is exactly, in third edition, what I want from a shooting unit is regiments right. of heart piercers. That's that line. Right. Yep. Agreed. Anyway. And when you take the regiment, it's like unit strength too, which is nice because then you can't get those all those flying heroes and monsters we were talking about earlier. They can't come and contest. Like you actually have to commit something like real to challenge them at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Yeah, those units are great for sitting on something mm-hmm. um, and and just kind of affecting the bat. Eighteen inches isn't a crazy range, but their shooting is so good that it's like, oh yeah, I'll just sit here and shoot you. It's all good. Um, but they've got some other fun units in here too. I, you know, the the River Guard are. I never actually played against River Guard before, but that's kind of a fun unit. I saw some people using them at Masters and ha- looked like they were having a great time, kind of bouncing around with those. Uh, well, it's like Nimble Flyers, which is huge these days. They're only speed yeah. seven, but they didn't lose Nimble. The Dam Busters, the right. yes. but the frogs riding fro- frog on frog action. Yeah, sexy time. Yeah, very cool. That's a cool unit. Uh, Knuckers are have always been great. They're still good. Mm-hmm. Yep, still are. So annoying. Yes. Um, Placoderms, which are their defense six and snare. I mean, that's pr- if you want just like unmovable. Uh, how do I yeah. even kill them? Um, oh, they don't have a snare well, actually. Yeah. They have phalanx. phalanx is what I meant to say. So yeah, uh, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like you have this mix of snare units, but then you have placoderms and gigas that have defense six. So you have like right. these. You right. do have these these competing difficult like differently hard things to kill. Yeah, so you can is... play this a lot of different ways with either stacking these units up or, or trying to get them in situations that's gonna screw up your opponent the best. Like mm-hmm. you get your I don't know, you try to get your ensnarers in front of something that hits on fours, so now it's on fives and if your playstyle, if you like a playstyle of sort of cagey, finesse, forcing your opponent to make you know, make the most horrible of all horrible choices. This is, a, I think, Trident Realms is a good army for that. If that's the kind of gameplay style you like, that you know, forcing your opponent into bad choices and then reacting, punching, counterpunching, that sort of gameplay, I think Trident Realms is a good choice for that style. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's also a tricksy list insofar mm-hmm. as it's deceptively resilient, right? If you, I mean, you would deceptive, to this before. yeah, yeah. Um, it, Alex, when you talked about the naiads, right? If if you don't kill them, then they just heal it all back and smile at you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to you have to waste more units to try to. Anyway, it's it's crazy. How at some want. point in the game, or maybe two points, like they'll throw a wrench in your perfect plan. So you like when you're playing against them. So it's like the, the it's nothing's gonna work perfectly against this list. I, yeah, I um I really like Ector too, the special character. Oh. Yeah, so good. He's so good, just, super mm-hmm. good. He's just got a lot. Well, he's got a lot of rules, but, and they're all good. So <laughs> almost yeah. unkillable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was I played against him in a tournament, and I had Soul Reaver Cab with sharpness. He was in the forest, but I had Soul Reaver Cab with sharpness charge him and just bounce off him, and he's like, "What?" And then it's just like, "Uh oh, Spaghettio!" Like you said, this army is like a perfect for you know. Uh, throwing that wrench, like Alex said, throw the wrench in your best laid plans. Um, even the Trident King is a fun model that got better in third edition. I always thought that that was like a, you could do a lot of cool uh, uh, conversions for that, you know. And the Kraken is an amazing opportunity for modeling. So mm-hmm. I was going to say on that note, I think that 
the the color palettes that you can choose, right? I mean, you can do all kinds of fancy stuff with this army because it's oh, it's yeah. underwater, right? So it's right. phosphorescent, it's coral, it's you know what I mean? It's it's something that is just a whole new uh, way to paint um, if you want. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, so many options like the, all the different shells, or you could do like with like the and then different fish people and then there's like some crazy person who's doing like that multicolored shrimp i can't remember what the, the, the one with the supersonic claws but someone was painting this insane like kaleidoscope shrimp theme and they're trying to it looked amazing i can't remember who it was though no one of the socal players uh wayne chang has a pastel colored trident realms of all these really bright pinks and purples and uh it's just gorgeous so you're exactly right. You can do a lot of really uh, fun, exciting things. Also, if you wanted to play, I've seen some where it's like uh, they paint it in a way where it's like the light is coming down through the water. So you can do a lot of really interesting like OSL and light type stuff with painting this army. Right. And if you want to start playing with like resin water effects, like this is a this is where this is the army yeah, for you. Perfect opportunity for that. Oh yeah, no, it's a great point. If you want to do water bases or you want to really try that, you want to you know k- kick up your multi basing game. This is another great uh, army to to try that with. Yeah, very good points. Okay, next on the list is just an army which I think got a, a lot of these units in this list got a lot better in third edition, which is uh, the salamanders. I don't know a lot about salamanders. Nobody around here plays them. I mean, I think they got a lot. I think they got a lot better. I think most salamander players will say they got a lot better. I think they're now one of like they're a, a really really durable army. Yeah, they're kind of like the good orcs in a weird way. It's like they have like super. Like um like all their infantry choices now, like primes are kind of like okay, only because like all the other infantry choices are so good. Like you have the new, the new unblooded with wild charge are good. They have the the ceremonial guard you can take in hordes, which is awesome now. Um, Ancients, fearless, inspiring defense six infantry, which is incredible. Like their characters are good. They have good support shooting with the like ladons and stuff. Um, I think. They do have a, have a really good infantry core, but then they also have like rhinosaurs and tyrants, which are awesome in their own right. They just have a lot of fun, interesting units. Like you said, the Ancients, Dash 17, Defense 6 in a regiment, and they're inspiring, which is really interesting. You know, having uh, units that inspire. I think. I love really, that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really cool. I like their special upgrade, Effigy of Fire, for five points. You get the reroll d3 failed to damage rolls which on like a combat you know an army that you need to you know punch in the face that's a really nice you know to tip tip the balance in combat yeah i think they grind really well because they got they have phoenix with radiance of life and and their Mm. and their spellcaster is really good too it's got elite i think so that's and so much of it is so much of it is dash. The ancients are dash seventeen. The tyrants, which are great, are dash seventeen. They have a lot of access to fearless infantry. Mm-hmm. Very reliable. So the army, the army is. I mean, you had alluded to this earlier, Alex. That you, the the thought is that they are they're orc like, right? But they're tougher than orcs insofar as there's a lot more defense five and six floating around, right? Yeah. Um, and some dashes. And a lot of the units only hit on fours. So, right. So in that instance, you're not putting out the damage, but you're taking a punch 
And then the effigy of fire kind of makes up for that. So if I do hit you, I'm going to hurt you, right? But there is a different there's it is a different type of play style in the big scheme of things because everything is slightly slower. Like the infantry is speed five, but there's no speed eight cavalry. That's you true. know, although so uh, no, the no the lancers the, kind of sort of lancers. lancers. Kaiser and Kaiser and lancers are speed eight, but they they hit on fours, but they have like twenty attacks. So kind of, and there's thunder one, up. crush one, which makes for yeah. a pretty good. Ah, and, see, the and crush she, is better. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they, and then you have fire elementals. If you want to do surge, you have fire elementals and ember sprites and so like oh, there's yeah. a lot of cool options here. Yep. And their special characters are good. They have a lot of options. It's a really good list all around. Yeah. So we have a guy that did um my uh, my buddy Harry who's in my club. He he ran a salamanders, but it was all the fire stuff. Yeah, so I actually played fun. against that list at Orktown. Yeah, right. And it's it's an interesting list. I mean, it, it does something. I mean, he he will admit that there are giant holes in it, but you know, yeah. it's it's a play style. You have those defense five, defense six infantry grinding units, but then you have, like you're saying, you have to have a counterpunch. So you have like right. fire elementals or tyrants or rhinosaurs or you know, uh, the new fire dra- clan lord on fire drake with sharpness, which I know like Ryan Munsell's been having a good time with. Oh, he smashed my face with it on UB the other night. It's so good. I mean, basically, it's... 15 attacks. A 15 attack dragon that you can... You give it brute sharpness so it hits on threes, and all of a sudden, it's uh, a 15 attack dragon hitting on threes that also has 15 breath with steady aim. You know what I mean? I mean, it's crazy good. Yeah. So I think it has a little of that counterpunch that you need when you have a grinding list. And uh, so, yeah, so definitely if you're wanting like a, a, a grindy list, but also that you can play back, you can counterpunch um, lots of options for cool models like, you know, the, the Mantic Phoenix I really like. You can do a lot of cool stuff with Phoenix. I know there's, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of people probably use old school GWs, but you have uh, a lot of different uh, companies that have done, you know, kind of lizard themed armies. Um, what is it? I think it's Lost Empire. Is that the one they there's, did? There's Lost Lost Kingdom, last, and then there's last something, last sword or last, and then there's Mercia has a couple different like lizard themed armies. There's one that's like dragon themed, and then there's one a little more pure lizard themed. So there's a ton of really cool options out there. Yeah, so if you want an army that's pretty durable but also can like punch hard and has uh, maybe a kind of a different flavor on the sort of uh, the orc. Maybe you don't like orc models or whatever. You want to do something that has a little bit sim- similar play style, but some differences, I think, sound. Or different alignment. Different alignment, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but I played Ryan Munsells, who's probably one of the better Salamander players in the country. I played his second edition army a bunch of times, and then I played the third edition, and they're much better. I mean, they were good before, but they are. Uh, uh, I would put them as a top tier army now. They're just so hard. You can't do any chip damage against them. Their stuff is so durable. And then if you get out of position and you get tyrants or a clan lord in yeah. your flank, yeah, tyrants with wild charge. That they're a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think who doesn't want an army of dinosaurs? Like honestly, I love it sold yeah very cool okay so next on the list we have the herd so it's kind of like the fast punchy version of uh forces of nature 
Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Right? Yeah. This, this list changed quite a bit in third edition, so yes. it's not what it used to be. Yeah, because they have the they have forest shamblers and earth elementals now, like mm-hmm. built into the list, but then they lost the stampede yep. <laughs> and a few options. But cry, cry. Uh, <laughs> <So> yes, <many> tears. <laughs> There's right? a few violets playing in the background oh for all the herd fights. Right. And I gotta throw it. I gotta mention they we lost the Brutox and Avatar of the Father for one of our local guys who still laments the loss. Wow, but but Moonfang, so yes, good. Moonfang is great. The new Longhorns, I think I'm happy because I have three regiments of Longhorns, and now they are like in, they're incredible. I think twenty attack infantry hitting on threes with crush one thunder one speed pretty, six Pathfinder. I love it. Pretty dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's they're it's like, funny. They they are. It is an army full of. Defense three and defense four glass cannons, right? Yeah, it's that med- right. It's a lot of medium speed hammers, and yeah. the few, and like their fast stuff isn't hit as hard as the the medium speed stuff. But it's like, it's I think there's a lot to do with this list. I think with the addition of forest shamblers and earth elementals, that that changes things a lot and gives you a lot more options. Yeah, if you want if you want to play an army of like a medium. Lots of medium, lots of regiments, or lots of like medium units that hit super hard. This is a good choice for you. Mm-hmm. I think that leaves you with a couple different play styles. It it harkens back to the Kingdoms of Men a little bit, where you might have to um, you might have to give something up to get your other units in position because that medium speed is an awkward place to mm-hmm. be, or you just <laughs> shove everything forward and be like, well, the stuff that does charge you hits pretty hard, so <laughs> take yes. that. Yeah, what's left is going to kill. Yeah, what 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 you don't kill on turn two is going to kill you. So, (laughs) I think, and like to that point, I think if you wanted to try and do a bit more of the hammer anvil style with like earth elemental core, you have to be careful about how much you're going to invest that in that, so that you have enough hammer to complement the anvil. Army wide pathfinder. Yeah, that matters. So you know all this because there's TC all over the place, but you're going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. And then harpies are awesome trap. Like, I don't think Gur Panthers are worth it when they have harpies for five points more. Um, but yeah, that's one of the best chaff units in the game. Speed 10 flying chaff, done. And then, like you said, I think Jeremy or Moonfang is awesome. So good. Yeah, he's so good. It's like the special character were- werewolf lord. Essentially, it's just really good. And they have beasts of nature, which are still good no matter what list they're in. Can we agree that beasts of nature as owl bears, right? Or I'm sorry, guardian yeah, guardian brutes. guardian brutes. guardian owl bears. Yeah. Really? I guess. I guess. D and D is the only place I've seen an owl bear. See, like the guardian brutes and minotaur chariots are where like the list is like a little odd to me. But I think it's a little off, yeah. yeah. Right, but I just from model. I just like, ignore I them that for now. Like, right? everything. <laughs> everything is just a minotaur. Done. Yes, absolutely. Right? But I think yeah, there's a lot of options here, and I think when you kind of get into the points, who has a minotaur chariot? Like, does that model exist anywhere? Who's going to be able to model that? I have no idea. You are. You're the man. What? No, no way. <laughs> I want you to convert owl bears. <laughs> I want chariots? Yell, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to yell hoot roar every time that you attack with them. Hoot roar. Hoot roar. Hoot roar. <laughs> every time. But I think if you want, if you want like a, a low defense, like a high risk, high reward 
type army. That this this is if if you if you like that play style, like you're coming from Glass Cannon, or that or that's sort of what you want. That this is this is a good place to start in your Kings of War journey, if that's the type of thing you're interested in style army. This is like my first. This is my first Kings of War army, and it's like when you get to the table, you know, one of you is getting tabled, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that's a good yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right. <laughs> It's like it's gonna work for one of us, and it's gonna be bloody and fun. A lot of dice will be rolled, and you'll be screaming and and everything because someone will get a flag charge because of something that went really right or really wrong. It's a really fun. I I think with the addition of the shamblers and earth elementals, I think you get a little more of the reliability or staying power. But I think it still really plays into that glass cannon and medium speed. To your point, John is like. A detriment, but it's also really good when you have everything in Speed 6 Pathfinder. Like, that doesn't leave anywhere to hide. Speed 6 right. Pathfinder, especially when you're measuring from the corners now, is a lot of area. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that you bring up here, and, I, and this is, if I was going to play the summary, I would I would do a line of um, the tree, the Shamblers, because they, uh, they scout. Yeah. And then you have everything in the back moves 12, right, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, um you have that line, and then you have that second line of hard-hitting stuff. So the stuff in the front can take the punch, hold hold the enemy line in place. Everybody else comes in, helps out, clears the way. Yeah. Right? I see it as a viable thing. It's pretty cool. And that could be a fun play style, too, when you think about, like, I like that what Alex said about you either table or get tabled. It's sometimes nice to play a game where when you win, you're just going to win and you don't have to stress. Or if you're not doing that, you're probably just going to get smoked. So, like, for your mental health while playing a game, yeah. if, if, if that could be, like, a fun play style. You know, I used to play Dark Eldar in 40K a lot, and they're the same type of thing. Total glass cannon army. You either destroy your army or you get destroyed. And there's something, like, almost soothing about that play style, which is it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Yeah, it's very binary, but it's fun. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So next on the list we have the Night Stalkers. Which I would say, you know, we've talked about kind of Vaseline as sort of Mantic's good guys, right? Are so good, they're bad. But I think when it comes to Night Stalkers, they're really one of Mantic's most, most unique IPs. Most their own yeah. sort of thing, yeah. right? Absolutely. So what do you guys like out of this? What do you guys like out of this list? I think they're another one of those armies that has a lot of options. But they have a few, you know, standouts like our show notes say lightning bolt lightning bolt and more lightning bolt but because you can take 24 lightning bolt pretty trivially and not you know for not a huge amount of a huge investment relative to the output um but i think yeah but those legions of bloodworms yeah i mean 40 attacks it's hard to hard to deny <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think they have a lot of really cool like cool units and i think they, they do yeah there's some different stuff in here planar operations really cool that's probably one of the yeah. standout right that's such a great utility piece and it's so cost yeah. effective for what it does that's probably one of the one of the better units in the list mind screeches are great yeah all their monster titans are like they all do certain different things but they're a really good value and they're really good at what they do like right shadow hulk's one of the best giants of the game i think Terror is good. Mind Screech is good. Planar Apparition. Fiends, their large cav are so good. 
really points effect. Yeah, and then Dread Fiends, the character version, are incredible still. Right. So we're saying that they have a lot of really good choices, right? I mean, you know, yeah. incredible, awesome. Well, no- that's cool, right? I mean, yeah. it, the 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 play style. Let's. I mean, let's talk about two things, right? If I was a starting player, what? How would you describe the play style of Night Stalkers to me? You could go a couple of different directions with this. That's what Alex was saying. So it, it there isn't necessarily a uh, push the button. This is what you get out of this ah, list. Okay. Yeah. So like you can you can play to the speed element. Like you have fiends. You have the phantoms. Um, soul you know, players, soul players. The I see, Boy no, Lurker. See, I, I see where Mike and, is going with this list, though. In that, if you're new to Kings of War and you look at Night Stalkers, there's something inherent to other lists that you understand what knights are, right? You right. understand what pikes are. See, I see where you're going. Yeah. But you look yeah. at this oh. and you see a dread fiend shadow abomination marshmallow yeah. chocolate saber. <laughs> I mean, right? like, what does it, any of this hungry. stuff even mean? Yeah, what does it mean? So you look at just a line of numbers as a starting yeah. player, like, I don't know, is 1315 nerve good? Beats me. I don't know, right? So, so their nerve is actually, they have good nerve. It's They have a lot of defense force, so they're, they're not grindy. So I think they're, I think Joey Greek coined the phrase or he said it when i remember it beta strike so they're not necessarily like <laughs> pure alpha strike but they're not a grinding list but they will hit hard they just kind of hit hard a little slower <laughs> right that is funny it is typical joey too right this isn't the best but it's like As they hit hard they're not like in your face turn two yeah so i think it's like a it's like patient it's like a slow motion sledgehammer no, I just think I, I think I see what you're saying though, and that that it could be an army that takes a little bit. I mean, I joke in the fact that I play Night Stalkers once a year. Every time I play Joey Greek at Masters, that's when I that's like my once <laughs> right. a year. And each then I have to ask them, what does that do? What is that unit? Okay, what is it? Okay, does it hit hard? No. Okay, is that just what, what it does? What? What's it? Shadow? What? What? So that's... I do get that, but. I think we see the other side of the coin in that the Basilean is sort of Mantic's more robust, good army. I think with Night Stalkers, the, Mantic has put a lot of effort into developing unique, flavorful models for that. So I Absolutely. think it is sort of like a, a, a poster, one of their poster armies. Yep, and I think it it looks cool. There's a lot of yes. things. There's a lot of ways you can go with this model wise. The, um, like you mentioned, Mantic makes a, makes a range of models that are really nice, right? For a lot of this stuff, you can do a lot of cool stuff from a modeling perspective. In the big scheme of things, and this is coming from me, and I am not a hobby guy, but in order to really enjoy the army that you're playing, you have to enjoy the models that you're putting on the table because you're going to spend a lot of time with them, right? But yeah. you're going to paint them up, you're going to make them look nice, you're going to be real proud of them, and then they're all going to die when you go to learn to play, right? So you have to really enjoy both sides of the a particular army that you are playing with, right? And in some ways, fluff ties into that as well. And I think so the Night Stalker fluff is the coolest fluff in, in, in Kings of War. It is, it is, as you said, it is their particular IP. No one else has done anything like this, and they have really done an excellent job with uh, giving this a flavor, you know, giving the Night Stalkers a flavor when you read the background, right? It is very inspiring stuff. It is cool. Yeah, and it's really like a modeler's like delight. Like, like you can just do right? whatever. You, yeah, whatever. you can do whatever you want, and you, you can, can do like that. Mass model ranges. It can just yeah. like, you can just all kinds of creepy stuff and put it together. Basically, if you have a nightmare about it, you can put it in your army. So yeah. there you go. 
but there's like that one guy who did the Shadow Hulk who's like actually walking through a tear in reality. So like half of it is like static and half of it is like painted like normally. It's just incredible. Add some tentacles to whatever model yeah. you got. Yeah. Yeah. So lot, lots of lots of hobby stuff you could do. Um, hold on a second. My dog's being difficult. John okay. says that about me. Yeah. Uh, she was like playing with her bone, so we hit her bone, and now she's like looking for where the bone is because she like likes to play with her bone and be loud. So we oh, dogs! So, so mean to the dogs. I know. Seriously, yes. I'm denied. That's how much I care about the audience is that I've stolen the bone, and now I'm gonna make my dog cry, like I make little kids cry. So <laughs> my mission is complete. Um, awesome. Okay. Cool. Um, Next on the list, we have the Empire of Dust. So sort of Mantic's take on Egyptian undead. Now, I know, John, you played a little bit of, of Empire of Dust, right? Yeah, yeah. Last year, I played them all year, a uh, whole tournament season. Uh, I like this army Yeah, what are some standout lot. units? Um, they, have, they have the option to take a really tough army, and it's not uh, it's not fast at all, but it, it really, really can take a hit between high nerve, high defense, the option to get a lot of heal. Um, and so, like, the way the way I played it was really took a punch well and then just counterpunched super hard. And same on the same side, you can get a lot of crushing strength very easily in the army. Um, I... And you've got options, again, kind of like some of the other stuff, to play this different ways. I mean, there are skeletons. They're pretty garbage, but you could <laughs> you could fill points with skeletons. Um, and it's got some cool flavor with stuff like the, the Soul Snare is, is really neat. Um, and they, they've kind of got a different uh, take on casters with the High Priests operate a little bit differently. Um, so I, I think this is a fun army. It's got some unique stuff. Um, and the ability to like surge giants is really good. Yeah, if you like big undead monsters and that sounds cool to you, there's a lot of that in this list. Right. Well, it's actually only a couple, but but still, like you could you could model a big undead monster and call it a bone giant. Um, well, the I guess they have the behemoth too. I never really ran that. Yeah, so they've got a few monster options. I do like their enslaved guardians. You know, those got buffed in third edition, which are sort of your large infantry skeleton warriors. Like uh, think of Ushapti from uh, Tomb Kings. But the right. idea, like uh, uh, you know, they used to hit on fours, and now they hit on threes. I think any large infantry that hits on threes that can be surged is pretty good. Pretty darn good. <laughs> Hitting on threes to crush two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah, and like they, you can get the the surge buff special rule too right on the units so they can get an extra four dice on a surge it's five i think it's five dice yeah but yeah, yeah so you can pay for that surge upgrade which is great in a pinch if you really have to get something in so in in third edition you know it's the access to surge is a lot less in well across the board it's not just this army um so it's harder to get that crazy amount of surge in but with the the casket of the damned for a it's a 10 point upgrade on any unit um you just get that little bit of a boost and mummies are still great, right? Mummies are pretty super, pretty defensible. Did you ever run mummies in your list? Yeah, always. always. Well, that was when the formation was out, though, and mummies were amazing. <laughs> they're not nearly as good now. Uh, but still, they're still pretty decent because they're still tough to kill. Just, to, you know, um, defense 5 with regeneration and uh, dash 18 nerve is pretty tough to get rid of. 
And they're still base crushing too, so if you get them in the flank, they can still do a little bit of damage. Yeah, and again, that's the danger of the of this army is a lot of these things take hits pretty well, and then they surge into your flank. And, like, and when you they hit on threes to... or fours, it's so it's so it's still a bad thing when they're in your flank. And you're not relying on bane chant ever because like almost everything that you want to take in the list is crush two or three. Crush right? two, yeah, so. the giants and the the slave guardians, mummies, all crush crush two or three. I. I I, I've seen people run skeletons, and I think it's just probably to include um, unit strength. You know, mm-hmm. a cheap a cheap unit strength for horde. Oh yeah. Um, I, I've tried again and again to get skeleton archers to be useful. They're just so bad. And it is interesting that their revenants are are different than the undead, right? Instead of defense five, they're four, but they have crushing. I'm glad yes. they did something with the revenants to, to differentiate them. Different, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they, they had have... done a little bit more with the splitting the armies out, actually. wish they had like uh, taken a couple of other units as well and either made them different or just com- taken them out of the lists. And they have RevCav now, which is a big thing, because they're probably one of, if not the most efficient unit in the game. So it's uh, 165 points for a regiment of those is a steal. Oh yeah, we talked about Value Town. That's always been the Value Town for Undead is like RevCav, especially in the troops and the regiment they made better. But yeah, no, RevCav is a good option. And and I think theme-wise, what's cooler than like Egyptian Undead? I mean, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cool, op- cool modeling opportunities. There's a number of model ranges out there that have stuff for this. Yeah, I think uh, TT Combat just came out with a new one along... With uh, like the classic ones, so. And even Mantic has there, uh, and I, I like a lot of Mantic. The only issue I would have is I don't like hi- hybrid kits. Can be frustrating mm. to deal with. And oh, know, terrible. Yeah, really hard to deal with. And I know some of, and I like visually their enslaved guardians. I they're just a little on the small side, I think. Um, the Mantic ones, but uh, visually I li- I like how they look. They're just a little small in my mind for large infantry, but. Um, you know, we talked about multi-basing. I, what I always would love to see, you know, Tomb Kings are Empire Dust. You see a lot of sand. I would love to see like uh, a Nile, like so. It's like you're on, yes. a, you know, see what I'm saying, right? Where it's half sand, oh. half like river, and they're coming out of the Nile River, and it has some the green. reeds. Yeah, yeah, some reeds and like that would look so lush. crocodiles. Cool. Yeah, Wouldn't that be cool? cool? I think that yeah. would be like a really unique uh, theme you could do with this list. That'd be really neat. And build your display board so it's like the rivers going through the middle, and then they so you could have some sand bases and some more kind of like uh, Nile riverbed action. I think would be sweet. But absolutely. Cool. Well, now we're gonna go and and we have uh uh uh. uh award-winning Ratkin player on the cast. So, uh, uh, Alex, why don't, you t- why, why don't you talk to us a little bit about, as a, a Ratkin player, what are uh, Ratkin good at? I think the main thing, like, if they're good at, like, combined arms. Like, they're a swarm army. A little less now than they were in 2nd edition, but they're still a weight of bodies kind of army. But they have to like work together. Like no one unit is gonna just dominate the battlefield. You're not gonna have one of those super hammers or you know, everything you have to get all the stuff in your list working together. So if you like that kind of like synergized combined arm style, this is a good army for you. It's like a little bit of that Kingdoms of Men feel, 
but you'll, you know, you're a little faster and you have a little more weird stuff. So that's well, you really do have to support each other or it falls yeah. apart real fast. Exactly. It's like no one horde, even a horde of shock troops, which is like still one of the better infantry hordes in the game. No, it can't do it all on its own. And like no. you have to, you have to like the rally special rule really plays into that. So like every horde of regular troops has rally one. So you, it's giving a nerve buff to everything around it. And then you have the mutant rat fiend, which has rally. And then there's has radiance of life and the brood mother new unit has radiance of life. So it's like, there's a fury aura living legend Titan. And so all these units are very good, but they all have to be in relative close proximity to each other. Mm hmm. And they all have to be working together constantly to maximize their value. So you can't flood. Like, it's not like a horde army like goblins where you're just like going edge to edge and just swamping everything forward. You you kind of have to dominate. My my adage is the two, rule of two thirds. You just dominate two thirds of the table and you just like you own it and you and everything supports itself within that kind of bubble and then well, you have in a lot of cases you have so many units that you can put something on the other side of the table and your opponent just can't even go deal with it but uh yeah i think it's very much like one of those combined arms lists if you want a list that needs to work together you and you got to practice not getting in your own way especially with that kind of style but like you have to everything supports itself but there's Again, not a lot of bad units in the list, and everything kind of plays its own role if you want to include it. So you just have to kind of figure out the plan for the army ahead of time, especially. So, like I say, Mutant Ratfiend and Broodmother are awesome support characters, and that are monsters, and then Shock Troops, everyone loves or hates them. They're still one of the best infantry units in the game. Yeah, I think it's interesting, like you said. It's like a swarm army, but it's not just things just... It doesn't matter. I mean, you're swarming without really having to think about how things work together. Like, I think other swarm armies are more just put units on the table and it doesn't matter. Whereas there is, like, the sort of synergistic aspect with Ratkin. So if you want to play, if you're the type of player that likes swarm armies, but you still want to think about a more combined arms approach where it's not just infantry swarms are not just, it's not skew swarms, right? It's swarms, but a little bit of everything that this might be a great list for you to start with. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good shooting options. Like, they're not going to overwhelm. Like, I guess there's not really any overwhelming shooting anymore except for war engines in the game. But, like, you have claw shots and weapons teams that are, you know, really good support shooting. You have Pretty good support. Ca- yeah. yeah, warlocks the, the, are good support casters. Yeah, the range of the claw shots makes yeah. a difference. Right, and they right. and they're a scoring unit, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, they're, they're really that's, good. Well, now, you're a dwarf player, Mike. You got sharpshooters, like they're the same thing. Like it's that, they that's are great. unit strength one, range thirty six, piercing two, shooting is huge. Yeah, I actually wish that I moved six. Only moving four <laughs> makes it actually harder to to you know go and stand on objectives near the end of the game. But yeah, so, being able to add the double twelve on turn six is huge. <laughs> yes. So here's, here's, <laughs> So I did okay. So one of the things that you get rewarded for, as opposed to the Kingdoms of Men, right, is you get rewarded with rally when you take hordes in this list. So in that instance, yes, it is a quote unquote horde army, very similar to let's say the um, Kingdoms of Men. You put a lot of bodies on the table, but this is a different look, right? Because of that rallying, you're putting a lot more hordes down. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's like 
you're encouraged to. You you really need to to take at least two or three plus some rallying characters to really take get the most out of it because you do have a nerve penalty across the board that because of the rally so your your hordes your elite hordes are 2022 without rally so they really need it yeah yeah because yeah normal horde is 21 23 so it assumes that you have a rallying source right nearby right right but yeah so you're encouraged to play it like, and then they have you know i think some of their faster options that people kind of ignore like hack paws and tunnel runners are really good and a slightly unique take on on cavalry good good uh conversion options there there are options like, the tunnel mm-hmm. runner mantic tunnel runners are cool you can do all sorts of other stuff like you know there's all the tons of doom wheels floating around out there can use them for those and stuff like that so i think yeah this is definitely an army if you want to go all mantic at this point you're going to have to do some creative things i mean they do have their their veermen line for more path that I know Steve did his in. Um, and they're coming out with more through yeah, they are Vanguard. Coming out I'm just happy that this army is still in the game, right? There was some fear yes. that maybe some of these armies would be gone in 3rd edition, so I'm happy yeah. it's still there. Yeah, I'm not right. happy. I think it changed quite, you know, a fair bit in 3rd edition, but I think it's a I think in some ways it's a lot better. It's still a lot of fun to play, and I think if you want that kind of synergistic horde, you know, combined arms style, it's a really great option. There's a lot of cool monsters, and you get the demon spawn, which is probably the best dragon in the game. So he's pretty, he's pretty badass. I, I am a big fan. I've been playing them for like two and a half years, still, still going. So there's a lot of legs in the army because there's so much to explore. Uh, well, the next on the list, following up with Ratkins, is their, uh, is the Ratkin Slaves, which is a theme list for Abyssal Dwarves. And it's funny, and it makes me sort of feel like bad about myself, in that in the notes here, Alex has, what are they good at? Dying. What do they struggle with? Not dying. <laughs> and I've I, I played them one, times and I, one time, and I lost against them. So I guess I'm like, I'm like the abnormality. They're good at killing Jeremy is basically what Rackin' Slaves are. Just looking at the list, I think it is the smallest selection of units of any army. You yeah, it's weird choices, and not a lot of unlocking choices. Like it's really weird. Outside of like Twilight Kin, I don't. I think they might have the fewest unlocking options. They are a uh, the, their theme list is Abyssal Dwarves, right? And yeah. so I'm looking at this, and you can take Black Souls, which are good, Immortal Guard, which are good, Abyssal Berserkers, Decimators, Half Breeds, the Rocket Launcher, and Overmaster and Ironcaster. So you go down the list, right? And okay, you you. You can take an Overmaster on an Ancient Winged Halfbreed. Jeez. Yeah. But, so you lose access to the Anchor Heavy Mortar, but in exchange you get Slaves? Yeah. So what? It's a weird list. Like, I think if you really right. want to go heavy on, like, the expendable... Because, like, their special rule is Last Breath. So, like, wretches and Warriors can take an exploding special rule. So that when they die, they explode and do damage. So... You have to die to take advantage of the special. <laughs> right. That's not great. <laughs> and it's 15 points. Yeah. Like if it just was like bait, if they just came with it and then you, you, like you lose, it's like you get the meat, you get all, everything in Abyssal Dwarves is good. So you get a bunch of Abyssal Dwarf units that are good, but you don't get the great stuff really. And you don't get the good stuff from Ratkin. 
So I think if you really are a heavy theme player, this is like a list for you like to play up the slave theme. Um, but from a pure gaming standpoint, I think almost any style list you can make with Ratkin slaves, you can make a better version with Ratkin or Abyssal Dwarves. So I think for this army specifically, you really you really are if you're gonna play it, you really wanna be someone who wants to play up the slave theme of the Abyssal Dwarf storyline kind of thing. I imagine this being like a good good to do if you have Ratkin and you're building Abyssal Dwarves. Or you have Abyssal yes. Dwarves and you're building Ratkin. <laughs> yeah, this could totally, be like yeah. something different to do, right? right. The, while you're building the army. Yeah. It's like there might be a list in there when you're just like taking nightmares and exploding warriors and decimators and just throwing things in the way and having them explode and then shooting them. But that's a weird, I just don't feel I like don't... I, we, we haven't had a lot of time with this theme list and I haven't really seen it. I mean, I played against it once and it was, it was the version that Mike, Mike basically said, which was horde of black souls, two regiments of immortal guard rockets, the warriors with the exploding thing and tunnel runners, you know, yeah. And just trying to shoot right. at you, get the tunnel runners in, have stuff explode, and then play the unit strength game. Yeah, at the get end in the way. Get in yep. the way. So, I mean, it played like how exactly you guys said it should play. And um, it was effective in that game. A lot of stuff happened, but I just don't... If I was to tell a new player, I would say, oh, okay, Ratkin or Abyssal Dwarves, what are you feeling a little bit more? Is it 60-40? Is it 70-30? And then I would probably advise the person to just go to the home list. Like, if you like the Dwarves a little bit more, go Dwarves. If you like Rats, you know, go Rats. Yeah. It's like that list you explained. It's like, well, Tunnel Runners, I could take Grotesques instead. Warriors, I could take Slave Orcs instead. So like that is like just an Abyssal Dwarf list with slightly worse War Machines than you would normally take. It's just... I, I want to like I wanted to like this list quite a bit. I was pretty excited when they announced it. But. I mean, when you when you look at it, just I don't know. I, this is one of the ones where I think they they missed the boat. But you could take an Abyssal Dwarf list, and you could take uh, uh, Ratkin Allies, and yep. you would be just you could as just fine. do that too. Sure. You would be just as fine, yeah. right? You'd actually be better because Abyssal Dwarves are so good. Why would you mess around with? Well, anyway, this thing here and there is what's going on. You know, it's one of those things. If you want to be the special, if if you're the type of player, you know, we're we're always kind of bringing these back to like trying to find what's your play style. How does it fit in the Kings of War? If you're like Mm -hmm. one of those special snowflake players, like you want to play the list that everyone says is trash, are you just so you're so into the theme and you're gonna model abyssal dwarves like whipping rats and they're the slave masters? Like you know, the theme just gets your juices like so percolating. This is maybe, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can get like slave girl models and there's like, I mean, that's where I go. I go to like slave girls, but I was going to say girl rats, girl rats, Boy. really, Jeremy? You're gonna go there? No, well, I mean, you got some plaid shirts and skinny jeans. This is your army. So, yeah. Okay. Well, last rounding out the all. Oh, wow. I can't believe it. And like you guys were talking about, man, there's a lot of armies in this game. There really yeah, there are. It's on. Yeah, dude. It's big. It's great. I love it. Um, so last on the list are the Forces of the Abyss. Abyss. Which I've discovered, for me to do well at Masters, I just have to can't play John's Forces of the Abyss army. That's like my <laughs> that's my secret sauce. As long as Couple I don't play them at road. Masters. <laughs> I think not playing John is a good, good way to do better, though. I think yeah, that's... Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. What do you guys think about this army? 
I mean, I I love the Force of the Abyss. I think they're a great army. Um, I haven't played them yet in third edition though. Uh, but I like some of the changes that they got. So I mean, I think this army hits hard, and they've got lots of great options for hitting hard in various ways. Um, and so that's what I like about it. You know, you could go, you can go the options with with Succubi and just get a ton of attacks and put some bane chance on those suckers, or you can go with a bunch of crushing, like fast crushing strength units. Um, and gargoyles. Any any list with gargoyles is a better army. So, yep, best chef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think if you enjoy yep. killing your opponent, this army gives you a lot of ways to to yeah. kill. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're talking about the herd. It's like they're they might have a little. They're a bit more grindy, maybe. I'm not sure. I always think that horses of this seem a little glass hammery, but they, uh, they can really uh, put it out there. They can really put out some some pain. Yeah, I think they do have a little bit more survivability than the herd. Um, and I uh, I don't know. I like having the option of dropping hordes of lower abyssals down with regen. I think that's a great a great board control unit that can actually hit pretty hard if you wanted to if you want to kit it out that way. Um, and just so much of this other stuff does damage. And, and actually, Jeremy, what you were talking about in the Trident Realms with flame bearers being almost the same unit as um, heart piercers, Nyad heart piercers. Again, great great choice for sitting in the backfield and just doing damage and sitting on um, some board I space. I just love stuff that can sit on an objective and still take part in the game, and that's why right. I, I love the Flame Bearers too for that reason, you know, as well. I think the, um, you know, Moloch's got better. Um, I think there are, if, and if you like, I, I, I sort of, there's something to be said about new fresh takes, but then there's also something to be said about the classics. This army has the classic sort of demon, cherubi demon, abyssal, you know, whatever you want to say, this has that feel. So if you want that classic demon feel, this yes. has a lot of options for that. And I think that's the there's there it's another one of those armies that has a lot of options. Like there aren't a lot of duds in the list and there's a f- few different playstyles and like you can really like hone in on different units to build around. Like you have like you're talking about Succubi, lower abyssals you have Molochs, you have, uh, I think, like, the fact that Larvae are, they don't, they're not shambling anymore. Yeah, they're is, not. That's huge. That's so big. defense four and snare ho- fearless hordes, like, that's, that's amazing. You know, the ghouls are really cheap on locks, but then you have really cool titans, like abyssal fiends, which are titans that inspire. So that's cool. Like, there's so many options. And then yeah. the other character. One one of the other things they have going for them is okay, Fury is all over the place, and then the the sacrificial imp is actually really good. It's really good, right? Yeah, you get a reroll your failed regen dice yes. for like ten, fifteen points for for a regiment or horde. That's really good, right? Mm-hmm. Jeez, oh man! And like model wise, if you love big demon models, there you this go. Army is, this army is for you because you got fiends, you got the Well of Souls. There's a, I love the Cronius is a cool model. If you just want to have just big hunking greater demons or whatever you want, this is like a good list for that. Yep, totally. And actually, if you're if you're into uh, the small characters too, they got some nice unique ones. Um, Mountabusu yeah. and, the, and the and the Succubi or the um, what's it called? Uh, Seductress. Seductress. Yeah, yeah. And then the Afrit is is pretty unique. So you definitely have some cool options there for characters if you want to go that route. Yeah. 
but very versatile with model ranges because not oh, quite yeah. as versatile as Kingdoms of Men, but this is again one of those things where there's so many different ranges of models that could fit into this, and you could yeah. take the theme a lot of different ways if you wanted yeah. to. You could actually probably field a lot of this with human models. There's a lot of this stuff here that could just be humans. Yep. And yeah, you paint them paint like, it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or even it's like. I have like a, a you could have like your herd stuff, which is like all the old goat, like all the old beastmen. They're all the goat theme. You can paint them up kind of differently and use them for yeah. like, yeah, all the cloven hooves and all that stuff. And there's tons of options. And everyone, every range has demons in it somewhere if it's like a fantasy range. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of uh, cool stuff you could do. Like Mike Grant at Masters, his Abyssal Army had a bunch of the, uh, like, Medusa snake-headed type monsters. So his was like a, a sort of almost like Greek demon mythological themed army. So you you could really do a lot of stuff hobby-wise with Abyssals. Mm-hmm. And like Mantic's range is almost complete for the Forces of the Abyss. There's an awesome. Like, like, quite a bit of it, yeah. It flushed out a lot. Except for maybe a larvae. Yeah. Wow, it's so easy to roll out worms. So, yes. So good. And that's another arm. That's another unit where like your modeling can kind of. I've seen some cool conversions of that too. So it's yeah. just like random, random weird stuff. Was that the Adriel special? Did he do a bit, or was that? Uh, that uh, was Bloodworms. Blood Mike Tiscus and Adriel both did Bloodworm okay. armies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. I remember because he was on. Adriel used to do After Dark back in the day, and he was like working on that unit. I remember. I got to play against that at Unplugged right. last year. That was oh, a good cool. time. Yeah, that guy's yeah. a cool guy. Four legions of bloodworms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was fun. I almost got them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get them all. It's, it's a lot of nerves. Yeah. I say that. I think there are probably two, at least two left. <laughs> Well, awesome, guys. That That is uh, the last of the armies. So just before we before we wrap up the show, you know, we usually do it in the beginning of the episode, but we thought we'd just put it in the end. You know, as we're kind of in this sort of, uh, you know, uh, operation uh, isolation protocol that we're in, uh, what's on your guys, you know, hobby table looking forward? You know, we always do shows uh, when we do hobby reviews. It's what we've done. You know, what have we finished? It's not so much like what are we looking for forward. So over the next couple months, why don't we just go around the horn? What are what are people's hobby plans? Why don't we start with you, Mike? What do, what do you have over the next couple months? What are you going to be working on? So I have I have two major things I want to get done. The first is I have a uh, undead army downstairs that I painted up for Warhammer that I want to rebase for Kings of War. Um, but it doesn't have anything that like makes undead really good. <laughs> so, uh, I'm putting together some crypt horrors. I'm putting together some, um, I just paint, uh, put together some rev cav, which are the old, um, uh, GW, you know, undead cavalry. And so I'm putting that army together. I'm going to rebase it. Should be cool. I'll put it on the table for, uh, I was going to put shoot for, uh, King beyond the wall, but you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing I'm doing hobby wise is I write fluff over on uh, Dash 28. I have a serialized story about a mercenary company in in King in uh, Panathor called the Bannermen. And there was a recent call for um, Kings of War fluff for the role playing game. Uh, Submit a 1000 to 10,000 word story. So I'm looking at what I've written and I'm trying to rework it so I can submit it for that. Yeah. And so it's going to take a little bit of shifting some stuff around, but you know, I'm at 15,000 words now, you know, the idea of this was, I was going to, you know, I'm, I'm about a third of the way through the story. 
So there's no way I could do the whole thing. But if I took out a, a snippet and I reworked it, I think I could submit it. So that's kind of what I'm doing on the hobby front. What about you, John? What's on your uh, to-do list? Uh, I'm just in the process of finishing up a couple of uh, elf swordmasters that are going to be uh, finishing off a horde of palace guards. So I've got a. I, I I knew I was short a couple of models, so um, I've got to rebase the entire rest of them though. So I've got uh, I don't know twenty something of those models, a couple of commands, and some terrain to put down. Um, and then I also have a unit of uh, dragon riders, like a horde of dragon riders that I got to rebase and and make something you know fancy for that. That's that won't take too long. Although the, the bases for the self army are kind of full of uh, like flowers and colorful and stuff. And then I've got uh, some terrain sitting on my on my bench, kind of waiting. I've got a you know what I dug out. I was dig, dig like cleaning out the attic and I found some old terrain kits recently. It's a, a temple of skulls, which is not useful for Kings of War at all. But um, I've been playing Warcry a little bit. Well, not not right now, but. <laughs> I, I was, I was hoping to play some Warcry, um, so it'd be good for that. And I found like a walls and fences kit from um, like an old GW fences kit, and those are great. So I'll figure I'll paint those up and, and some Space Marines, and I don't know, just kind of this and that, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. I actually found that because I had to can- I, I had to cancel the Unplugged GT, and then some other tournaments got canceled. Um, Jake was saying recently that, or, or I think it was Greg actually was like, he's like super motivated. I'm, he, I'm painting like crazy. Cause now I think I can have my army done for the next GT. And it was actually super demotivating for me. Cause I'm like, well, you know, I was painting this army for Orktown. I'm like, well, Orktown's not happening. So I, I'm, I'm super casual with my painting schedule now because mm. no rush. <laughs> I don't even know when the next tournament will be. So, you know, I kind of felt the same way, uh, as you did is like with not having a, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking probably the next tournament for me, hopefully will be uh Rose city rumble, which is in Portland, which is in June and the RT and T, which is in August. So that's probably realistically, right. What we're looking at, maybe hopefully by summertime will be, that you'll back, have, you know, yeah. we'll be back to normal. So what I've done is I kind of, I'm not quite sure. I, I want someone to add to the Basileans. I still want to do a Mantic Army, but I really wanted to... Uh, I'm feeling kind of unsure what to do. So what I told myself is, okay, well, if you're unsure what to do, let's just start picking something that inspires you on uh, for whatever reason and just paint that one model. Just paint so something, I, sure. Yeah, so I did the Sisterhood Infantry. I've been doing... Um, uh, I've been painting some Sisters of Battle for a kill team. Because some of my buddies that play 40k, uh, I don't think I have it in me to do a whole army, but I could do a kill team. Yeah, so, like 10, 10 guys. And those Sisters models are beautiful. They're awesome. I'll send you some pictures of what I'm working on because I took and I'm trying. Uh, you know, you gave me a bunch of great feedback. I got a bunch of great p- feedback from Jake at Master. So I'm basically taking some models. I'm trying a new recipe for flesh, a new recipe for leather. I'm just trying a bunch of new... Uh, experimenting a little bit with some uh, contrast paints, uh, experimenting a little bit with different just painting techniques, different brushes. I'm sort of going through just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, coming out of the cocoon, moth, just trying different things right. on my painting journey. That's a good thing to do. What about yeah. you, Alex? What's uh, what's on your docket for the next couple months? I had like my, my Perry Knights and... Uh, Army of the Dead from Lord of the Rings guys are still on my painting table, so they're they're going to be the core of what, what I think is settled on as like an undead army for the summer. So I have a bunch of the Mersha Raven guys as well, which I'm going to be using as my whites. 
and I have a whole bunch of skeletons and skeleton horsemen for my revenants, revenant cav. So I just kind of working on that and just kind of getting that together. And then I had this container of like miniatures that I was soaking in simple green to strip and it's like, <laughs> that I found in my cupboard. <laughs> and uh, how long have they been in there? <laughs> they've been in there for a while. Um, <laughs> probably since summer. So I hope that they're salvageable. But I have about 1,500 points of herd painted but not based. Because I had originally when I started playing herd, I, I was all unpainted stuff in like my friend's basement and sometimes at the store. So I had taken it all apart, stripped what was all the old used miniatures that I had purchased for it, and then started repainting it last year, I guess last Christmas, and kind of put it aside for rats. And now I'm like, oh, I'm looking at it, and I'm like I have a couple more regiments of bestigors or longhorns to paint and some centaurs and stuff so i think i'll mix those guys in with the undead as a change of pace Mm -hmm. uh over the summer i think my rats are in storage now so (laughs) no there's no immediate tournaments i was going to be using rats probably for unplugged in orktown but this gives me a chance to really just buckle down and get the undead finished right not a bad thing and then uh, watching a lot of painting videos because my rats were like super super speed painted like it was just to, like get them on the table as quickly as like as possible over the last two years so I think I'm trying to take some time to watch some YouTube videos and like learn about you know highlighting shading doing it properly quote unquote mm. that's that's nice yeah that's cool that's, yeah. I mean it's it's nice when you when you have when you have the extra time. Right. It, it allows you to really dive in and try something new. Right. I mean, for a while, back when I back when I was really paint, I, I used I mean, for all my non hobby ish now, I used to paint quite a bit and I I banged out like an army a year. over. Every time I went to do the army, I tried a different technique on the entire. Right. And then I had a daughter and that was the end of that. Right. And that's, <laughs> you know, but I mean, up until then, I was really, you know, there, there was a thing that I did. I just sat down and just an hour a night painted it up, you know? Yeah. I've been um, getting up every morning and painting before work, actually. So I, it's not it doesn't give me like a ton, like maybe 45 minutes or so a, a day. That's enough. That's enough um, to get a yeah, it's, it's been consistent progress and um, it's quiet. And I, I, I get distracted in the evenings by podcasts or D&D or video games or something. And so that's been a good time for me to just, you know, have quiet time in the morning. Everybody else is still asleep and I can get some painting in. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I, I'm boring an airbrush. Uh, one of my clubmates had an extra one. He just dropped off during the quarantine. So I'm going to start figuring, fool around with that, try to figure out how to use that to best effect. Good luck. Yeah, Good luck. I don't know. <laughs> it's, so it we'll see. Practice. <laughs> yeah, I think I, well, I'm going to, it's going to be a nice solvent free way to prime a whole lot of miniatures and yeah. you know, do it, some it good for that. Zenithal, prime, zenithal highlighting and kind of go from there. But, I just I hate using rattle cans. They just, the solvent really bugs me. So I, the the airbrush seems like a good solution for that. Yeah, I think watching the videos is a good idea. I watch paint videos all the time because even if I if, if I don't want to learn how to paint that specific model, I'll just find painters I like and watch their videos because if they're painting brown on a model or yellow on a model, yeah. even if I don't paint that model, I can still take the techniques from that video and yeah. use it yes. on something else. So hundred percent. I'm just like I just need to learn how to paint color because all I know how to paint is fur. 
and, <laughs> and, gl- and glowing, glowing green. I could do fur and glowing right. green. That's what that's well, you got my those in your toolbox. Skills. You got those yeah, things right. on lock, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Jeremy, let's let's say that I had a friend who wasn't a very good and doesn't have a lot of. All right, I'm talking about me. So, who who should I be, who should I be looking at? Who who should I be looking for? Like at YouTube for? Uh, paint videos. Like on uh, for videos. Who, yeah. Who would you recommend? Give me one. There's guy. a couple good ones. I like. Um, it's called Hobby Cheating. It's the guy who does the Warhammer Weekly podcast, Vince uh, Ventrula. I think his name is. Okay. Um, he does a lot of really great accessible. He paints at a high level, but shows you sort of like how I would say it's entry level videos for intermediate to advanced techniques. Yeah, buddy. Okay, he, cool. He's really good. Uh, uh, Doctor Faust's painting clinic is really good. I know that's a favorite of Rob's. Um, Darren Latham does a, a lot of great uh, videos, and his channel is actually coming down in a couple months, I believe. So he would be oh, a boy. good one. Get on it. To Watch him while you can. Rob paints models is another one. He paints mostly GW stuff, but he's also very good. Like there's a there's a bunch of them. You know, that's like a good idea. We should try to do that. Maybe we'll do a countercharge episode on like YouTube content. Maniac's also very good. I've been watching a lot yeah. of Walt Hidalgo. He's uh, he posts on the fanatics all the time and, and he's doing like he does the Evie contrast series, yeah. right? Yeah, so he's doing a series on how to paint with contrast paints at an heavy metal level. So he's using contrast paints, which is how they should be used, as a base coat and a wash. And then he's going and using more advanced techniques on top of the contrast paints to get the model to a very high standard. He does a lot of really bright colors. So I was like, I need to learn how to do bright colors because I want to do yellow is going to be a pretty big part of my army. So I just want to be learn how to do that. Yeah. Angel, the painter who does a lot of Mantix stuff, their newer stuff. He's painting for them. He does a lot of – he has these time-lapse videos where it's 90 minutes of him painting a model. And it's unbelievable just to watch. Because to me, I'm interested is when you when you look at a model, how do you approach it as a project? Like what do you paint first? What – you know, how do you visualize the color? You know, everything like that. So – but that's a good idea. We'll try to put together something. You know, if – if that sounds like interest to you guys, go on to the, the audience, go on to Countercharge Facebook page, throw up some posts. Would you like us to do like a little like YouTube painting tutorial episode? Maybe we can get some of those uh, content creators on on the show. Um, I know we had Luke from Luke's APS on, and uh, that was a really fun episode to talk to him. So we talk a lot about it, and I know John and I have talked about this, you know, uh, your painting journey is your journey, but if you try to approach it as a, you know, how can I get better? Not so that I can be better than someone else, but how do I get better than what I did the last time I painted a model? You know, right. you're really your own yardstick to compare against. You know, don't compare yourself against anyone else but yourself. So how do you always be improving, always be moving forward? I think that's just like a good life philosophy to have. Absolutely. Well, awesome, guys. I want to say, you know, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. I really enjoy your guys' show. I listen to Unplugged all the time. Um, I really appreciate, you know, that there's another uh, channel out there doing regular content. And also, too, is I, I, I think that it's good to have a variety of podcasts. Like, we don't try to do your – we don't – you know, you guys have your own flavor just like how we have our own flavor. And I think yeah, that that's good. Yeah, everybody's got right? its style. Right, yeah. No, no, it's good. The variety is good for sure. And they also don't talk all over each other like we do. <laughs> Very hey, nice. I tried. No, we just edited it out. 
<laughs> I do my best. Yeah, you should go into the nether caverns of Rob's computer when you, we have an outtake folder in our shared drive. So there's a lot of uh, gold in there that he'll 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 sprinkle <laughs> out is. his little. Presents. I've got at least 25 mic clips that I can put in anytime. Uh, that's <laughs> great. That's great. That's that's one. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah, this is really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, definitely. If you you know if you like this sort of Avengers episode, bringing the whole team together, you know, all the different podcasts, let us know in the Facebook page. Uh, We'll do more uh, more of this stuff uh, together. And you know, I just think without Jake here, it just went so smoothly. I don't know what you guys think. I just oh, he's so off topic all the time. I mean, with his books and his books and more books (laughs) and Warhammer Total War. I mean, come on already. And The Witcher. Who cares? It's a medical porn (laughs) podcast, right? You know, yeah, anime. You know, who knows what he's anime romance? It's a vampire vampire volleyball romance. (laughs) <laughs> comic you know i mean come on i got no time for that <laughs> well which which vampire volleyball romance because there's so many out there well like, he asked it's like a whole genre send jake, you got to send jake personal messages just blow them up be like what's the <laughs> what's your favorite vampire volleyball anime and uh he'll, he'll let you know but well on that note remember to always keep counter charging thanks for listening And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.